how did a 28-year-old close $33 million of real estate in his first year in the business? We're going to find out today. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this next year? And do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? And are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? We'll find out why agents across the country come to Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering realtors a real estate sales and marketing solution to generate more business. Real Geeks is easy to use. Their websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for the end user. Real Geeks is mobile friendly, delivering an excellent user experience on the go. Real Geeks includes an easy-to-use CRM, so once your leads sign up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up triggers. Real Geeks is loaded with tons of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase your brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. This episode is also brought to you by Rebly Aerial Maps. An aerial retail map can sell a commercial listing before an investor ever sees the property. But creating retail maps takes hours, robbing you of time you could spend selling real estate. And if you're tired of spending late nights scouring the internet for retailer logos to populate your commercial real estate map, or you're tired of paying a designer hundreds of dollars to do it for you, well, you'll love Rebly. Now, Rebly is a real estate map generator that lets you create custom designed professional aerial retail maps for your commercial sales flyers and listing appointments in minutes, not hours. Simply enter the subject's property address, auto-populate nearby retailer logos with the click of a button, and download your aerial retail map. Rebly turns the headache of creating commercial property maps into a quick five-minute task so you can spend less time making maps and more time making money. So get your first aerial retail map for free today by visiting rebly.com. That's R-E-B-L-I-E.com and sign up for an account. No credit card required. And now on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top producer Brandon Zellers. But before we get to Brandon, just a couple of quick announcements. As always, we first want to start by saying thank you. Thanks for being part of our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. And also thanks for telling a friend. Think about one other realtor that could benefit from hearing from a top producer like Brandon, who, by the way, closed over $30 million in his first year, and he's under 30 years old, which is just 
incredible. So I'm super excited to get to Brandon, but please let other people know about our shows so that we can continue to provide these kind of conversations to you. So just tell a friend. That's all we ask. And also leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can just do it there or Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Play, you know, everywhere else podcasts are served. Leave us a review. We read them and we make adjustments to better the show for you. You know what? That's it, guys. Let's get right to it. My conversation with Brandon Zellers. Today, my guest is Brandon Zellers from the Spears Group with Compass in Destin, Florida, also the 30A corridor. Uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Brandon. Now, this is incredible. And a lot of times when we have guests on, uh, you know, pe- get, uh, our, our audience tells me they sort of tune out during uh, someone's bio. But I really want you to tune in for this because so much of what we're going to be discussing today is is really woven into this particular bio. So uh, Brandon is 29 years old, and he has been long interested in every facet of real estate from interior to architecture, but initially chose a different career path, like so many of our listeners. Brandon had worked in sales roles over the years, including locally and in his hometown of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, He made the move to medical sales and began investing in real estate properties. Brandon's entrepreneurial spirit eventually compelled him to strike out on his own, earning his real estate license and turning his investments into a full-fledged career. Now, he joined the Spears Group as a sales associate in 2020, right in the uh, you know, the, a, a very difficult time, I think, to to become a realtor. And he closed over thirty three million in his first year as an agent. I don't know anybody personally that has done that. So he closed thirty three million in his first year, and he is twenty nine years old today. So that means he was. 27 or 28 when that happened. Uh, But that's not all he does, which is even more impressive. In his free time, he operates Drive Destin, which is an executive luxury car rental business and has his own streetwear clothing line called Sky, S-K, sorry, S-Y, sorry, Psych, S-Y-K-E, sorry, S-Y-K-E. The brand partners with organizations committing committing to abolishing slavery and trafficking around the globe. Um, if for, for more information about Brandon, you can always find him at uh, the Spears Group um, website, which is thespearsgroup.com. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that intro. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, I, I love reading people's bios and I love putting them together and uh, yours really, really stands out uh, among the 400 plus episodes we've done. Um, I am, I am really in awe of what you've accomplished. And um, I've had, I've had Jonathan Spears who, who runs the Spears group on our show before. Uh, I think I've actually had him on twice Um, and he is, he's just been a wonderful guest and I'm so glad that we're having you on. Um, What I always like to do is to really start at the beginning because you've done a lot of different things in you know a short amount of time that you've uh, you know been working as as an adult and I'm really interested to hear about you know your your path into real estate and I know you started out as an investor but tell us about that like how did you even get started as an investor So I'll take you I'll take you back to 2019 um, I was in Kansas City <clears throat> and I really just was struggling overall with 
you know, I had some alcohol abuse and was at a su- extremely low point in my life. And I decided to just kind of make the jump. I bought a one-way ticket, came to Florida, and I was like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I, I got it, but I needed to get my mind, I needed to get my mental health uh, back on track. Sure. So I came out here. Um, I knew growing up, I was going to be in sales one way or the other. I thought medical sales would be incredible. So when I slowly, you know, got to recovery, uh, got my mind right, I started attacking some of these medical sales companies and, you know, putting my name in front of them. I eventually landed one. I was there. It was an incredible opportunity. I was able to, you know, get a couple investment properties. Um, this was right whenever COVID was happening. Um, and so I got a couple investment properties and realized, you know, my true passion is, is real estate. I just, I, I loved it. I loved every, every piece of it, um, really into fashion. So the interior design, it goes hand in hand as well. So from there, I was like, okay, I need to just bet on myself here. So that's whenever I went and got my real estate license. And I think it was day three of real estate school. I, I picked up the phone and I, I called, um, I called the broker or I called Spheres Group and just was like, hey, I, uh, I'm getting my license. I really want to be in real estate. I saw you guys sell the most expensive properties. I'm really interested. And mind you, I've never sold a piece of real estate in my life, but <laughs> I was, mo- I mean, I was determined. Um, I tell people like I, I was at such a low point in my life that I, I was willing to take risks, you know? And sure. so whenever I got on the phone with them that third day, they were like, ah, we don't hire new agents and kind of went on that. That's how the phone call started. They left like 10 to 15 seconds and I pitched myself as much as I could to the point they were like, okay, let's sit down next Monday. Um, so went up and sat with them, had lunch and one thing led to another. And I got on with the Spears group, which was, you know, one of the biggest opportunities in my life, but that's how I got into the real estate space. It, that's, it's an amazing story because so many brokerages, our own, my, our own included uh, here in Chicago that, that I work at, um, you know, we're always looking to hire agents, whether they're newly licensed or experienced, but not every firm is like that. And, and the, the Spears group, for those of you that aren't familiar, are one of the top producing uh, real estate teams in, in the country, actually, um, and, and certainly within Compass, which is the brokerage that, that they work with. And Jonathan Spears, who runs that team, is, is in his, he's 31 years old. So the fact that he's even accomplished all that at such a young age is, is beyond remarkable. But also that, yeah, they, they're getting calls, I would assume, every day from other realtors going, can I join your team? You guys are crushing it. I want some, a piece of that pie. And I have to imagine they have to play defense. I imagine they play defense a lot going, well, well, you know, we don't, yeah, you're new and you know, we don't have time. We're too busy. And uh, they made time for you and they saw something in you that maybe they, you know, maybe they saw in them in themselves as well. And the fact that, uh, that, that they were, you were able to pitch yourself in 10 to 15 seconds. Um, I, I think that's really important. And I almost want to spend just a moment on that. Having a, that's really what we call an elevator pitch, right? This idea of, do you have a way to present what, you know, to somebody, you know, in an elevator setting where you only have 10 to 15 seconds before, you know, the meeting ends? Um, how, what, what did you, if you don't mind me asking, what did you say? If you, if, do you remember what you said in that time? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I really talked about, so, so we live now in a, Destin is a beach town. So you can only imagine, you know, a lot of people here, they work, but they also spend a lot of time at the beach, but I'm coming from Kansas city. It's a lot more fast paced. It's a lot more hustle day-to-day grind. So I just really, you know, talked about my mentality, bringing that, that city life mentality to the beach is really advantageous that, and you know, I'm a blank, I'm a blank canvas to them. I don't have any bad habits when it comes to real estate, when it comes to sales in this space and they can almost create, you know, the agent that they want me to be by handing me the tools. Yeah, that's true. However, it is a ton of work, right? They have to put in a ton of work. And obviously that investment paid off because, you know, you did 33 million in your first year, which um, I I don't want everyone to to assume that, oh, well, he was just handed, you know, the 33 million in leads, which, which, you know, I don't suspect is the case. And I know Jonathan pretty well, and I don't suspect he, 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 as nice a guy as he is, I suspect he's not just handing you the, 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 the deals, but, um, but the fact that you did get to learn from somebody who's had so much success and it was literally a phone call that you made, you made one phone call, uh, you know, and I'm sure you maybe called other places too, but just this idea of, Hey, I want to work with you guys. You're the best. Um, that is, uh, that is, that is a really, really impressive thing. So, um, what was it like in your first year because you were, I guess, surrendering to their process, learning their process, um, sort of going, Hey, I don't have, I don't have any bad habits. What was it like to, did you find that you didn't also have some of the, maybe the limitations that you might've thought in your mind of what was possible in your first year? Like, I suspect most people don't even assume that that's even possible to do that kind of production in year one. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll go back to, you know, about the the lead, the lead generation and everything. So out of that 33 million, 28 million was off of cold calls alone. That was strictly cold calling. I mean, I, I really, you know, I really focus on my processes, my systems. Every day I go to the exact same spot at the beach. I sit in a parking lot for four and a half hours every single day. I make X amount of calls. And I mean, it's really just staying consistent with the basics. That's, that's really all it is. Wait, wait, you sit, I want, I, I, this is, this is shocking to me. I need, I need to, I need to unpack this. (laughs) You, you, you drive to the beach, which is beautiful and gorgeous. And why not? You live there, right? You might as well. Um, and, uh, I had a beach day on Friday here in Chicago and I thought it was going to be just as a quick aside, I thought it would be really busy because it was in the eighties and I was like, Ooh, last good day for beach. So we went out and we were literally a block away from the downtown, but it, but nobody was out there because it was a work day. It was a Friday. And, um, and it felt like, oh, why don't I do this more often? Right. And so yeah. anyway, you drive to the beach, but you're there to work. So you literally just sit in your car and pound the phone in my car. Yes. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's weird. <laughs> I think it's weird to hear it, but I mean, it works like all the I, beach ambassadors I, that walk back and forth. Like the ladies are all like my best friends. Now we talk every day. <laughs> like, you, you're, you're a regular. <laughs> Yeah, I get there at like 6, 7 a.m. I just like to start my day there. It's very therapeutic just looking at the water, you know, for sure. And getting in that zone. 
I mean, that's your, that's your office. That's your own personal yeah. space. And it's actually kind of brilliant in a way, because not only is it relaxing and enjoyable when you're about to do some really difficult stuff, making four hours of calls every day is not easy for anybody to do, right? That's hot. That's hard. And so you might as well put yourself in a situation where it's at least a little bit enjoyable. Um, also, um, it, 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 it eliminates distraction, right? Like nobody, I mean, right. Yeah. I guess you could, you know, take breaks when you want to and go talk to people, but like, no one's knocking on the door going, Hey, what are you doing in there? Uh, yeah. what was, and so <laughs> is, is that one of the reasons too, is it just gives you that, that private time to just get your work done? Yeah. The isolation, I'm really not an office person by any means. I like to, I don't want to say like have control of my space, but have control of my space. You know, I like to just get in my car have my go get my coffee, go get my breakfast. It's I'm very routine based. That's how I operate. So once I if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So after I start, it started working. Like, why would I stop now? So I still do that to this day. I I am I am in awe of that. That is that is remarkable and smart and uh, really something that anybody could do who owns a vehicle, right? Like anybody yeah. could go do that. And it's it's a great way if you find yourself being constantly interrupted by people in the office or at home. Um, it's like, hey, I'm going to work. I'm going to a park. I'm going to the beach. I'm going and I'm just going to. Um, yeah, that's oh, man, I, I've never heard anybody say that. I absolutely just love that. And then let's talk about those cold calls, because I know everyone listening is going like, what kind of cold calls is he making? So what 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 who are you reaching out to? I'm just curious. I'm reaching out. To, I work primarily with a lot of investors. So we're in a second home uh, market here, very vacation rental base. Um, we have one of the great best returns in the whole country when it when it comes to an annual you know, return 10 to 12%, you can't on a $4 million house, like you're not finding that anywhere else, except for Destin, Florida. So it's pretty incredible, which makes there's a lot of buyers always coming in, there's a lot of sellers. Um, so I'm usually just trying to play matchmaker with that, I'll either have a buyer that is looking for a great return property, or I have a seller, or I'm calling on sellers, to see if, because I know, all right, this house is 4,000 square feet, eight bedrooms, X proximity to the beach, it should do blank. Um, I'm looking for those properties if they were purchased 2019, 2020, and I'm calling them. I'm cold calling them and I'm asking, you know, what's your price? And so just getting a conversation started. This is really interesting. So you see yourself uh, maybe as much of a, like a matchmaker as, a like you're looking for opportunities and then you're looking for people to put those opportunities um who, who would be interested in those opportunities so when you say cold calling you're probably calling are you calling other realtors as well to say hey you know i know you work with these kind of clients are you calling uh, just big big investors from all over the country like like you mentioned i'm just curious like what type of people are you reaching out to yeah so occasionally it'll be agents, especially if I have, you know, a hot property and I'm looking to flip it quick. I'm calling all the agents who, you know, are in the same space as me when it comes to the investors and seeing who they have for the property. Cause Got all it. of our, a lot of our, you know, buyers aren't just buying one and then they're done. They're buying one, two, three, four. It, if there's a good deal, they're buying it, which is right. awesome. <laughs> but I, I just try to, I try to add value on both sides. Sure. That's kind of how I look at my day to day. Where can I and, add and value? You're also, 
you're also doing something really, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're doing something really, really smart that I think anybody could do who um, had people purchasing properties, you know, two plus years ago, where, you know, maybe the value, depending on the market, of course, not every market is up anymore, um, but some markets are, and some properties are, and you're basically calling people who bought and saying, hey, your place is worth more now. Um, and, And I'm curious if, do you find that the agent that helped them buy the property at first um, has, are you, have you found that that those, a lot of times those agents aren't staying on top of their clients and aren't going, Hey, by the way, you're up like 20%, you know, from, from two years ago. Um, we should, you may want to sell this thing. Like, are, are you running into people going, I already have an agent or are you running into a lot of people going, God, I haven't heard from my agent in a long time. I want to pause for a moment to talk about our episode sponsor, our one of my favorite companies out there, Follow Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for this podcast, do you know which CRM is used by more than any other by our guests? Of course, it is Follow Up Boss. And let's face it, following up is the key to taking your business to the next level. Follow Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time and with less effort. Do not take my word for it. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the U.S., uses Follow-Up Boss, and he has built a $1.5 billion business in just six years. Follow-Up Boss integrates with over 250 systems, so you can keep your current tools and lead sources. Also, the best part, they have seven-day-a-week support, so you'll get the help that you need when you need it. And get this, Follow-Up Boss is so sure that you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time, they're offering Keeping It Real listeners a 30-day free trial, which is twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh, yeah. Yeah, no credit card required. So you can try it risk-free, but only if you use this special link. Visit followupboss.com forward slash real. That's followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial. Follow up like a boss with Follow Up Boss. And now back to our episode. That is what I had to figure out with my approach. You know, if I approach it with, we just sold the house next door. Would you, would you be interested in an offer that kind of just perks their interest, you know, and then I can just get the conversation started. Usually I do have somebody, um, but there's often times where they are interested, but their price is literally 30% higher than I anticipated it was going to be. So then I have to play a game like, okay, is this even worth exploring or do we just kind of keep, do we move on? Um, but occasionally, obviously we do have the the sellers who are dedicated to their previous agent which is which is fine um but we just got to make the call that's the most important thing yeah i guess it is because you know a lot of these people who have you know second third fourth homes that they use themselves or if they're investors who are looking, you know, for opportunities, uh, they probably oftentimes don't care who 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 makes the call. They just want the deal, right? So it's probably like whoever gets to them with the deal is is likely to maybe you know has a good shot of closing it, depend d- despite whatever their previous relationships might be. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's it's weird because as you know, in real estate, it's the only industry where you're collabing and competing with the same. Yeah, people, you know, like it's it, it makes it it makes it an interesting um, dynamic, but the collaborative part is very important. So there are some I mean, there are times you don't want to, you know, rub anybody wrong or step on anybody's toes either. So you're always just treading lightly and 
But I, I love that idea of, I, I have a friend who who did a very similar thing to what you were talking about. And um, she just sold a six point something million dollar property here in Chicago because she literally the, the buy, so she had a listing that was 6 million and the seller pulled out at the last moment. The seller was like a little wacky and anyway, pulled out after a contract was already signed and had gone through attorney review and the seller just says like, we're, we're canceling the deal. Well, she was on the listing side and she was like mortified because this was her biggest transaction ever. She's professional. She's very well uh, respected and the seller pulled out. So what she did is she knew that the buyer was still wanting to buy something. And she literally walked next door to the property that was also worth $6 million and said, Hey, I was representing next door. You know, it didn't happen. If you're looking to sell, I have a buyer for you. And it wasn't even her client, right? It was just, you know, whoever the buyer was uh, who was going to buy the original property. And she said, I don't know if, I don't know who you're, you know, who you normally work with, but I think I can get X for your property. If, if I can get that for you, would you sell? And they were like, yeah, totally. And so she ended up salvaging that. And, and it's the same thing you were talking about. I mean, it's really the same sort of opportunity and nobody had gone to that uh, person and said, if you sell right now, you could probably get 6 million or whatever it was. Um, And so my friend did it and got the deal. And I go, do you know who the realtor was that originally was on the buy side of that original transaction? And she's like, oh, I totally know who it is, but they just dropped the ball and didn't stay in touch. Yeah. It's kind I mean, it happens to all of us, you know, we, we all totally. have those. So it's what well, it comes around, it goes around. Um, but what we call that is, you know, prospecting with purpose. That's what we like to, where we already have the one side, we know exactly what they want we go after that directly. Um, and then when you, cause when you're making those calls, it's not as cold. I mean, it's still cold, but it's not as cold because yeah. you do have, it's not, Hey, would you be interested in selling? We can list it for you. It's, Hey, we, we just sold this house. We have X amount of buyers who are also interested in the same type of property. You have it. What, how do we make this work? How do we get this deal done? What's your price? That is a brilliant, that is a brilliant strategy. It's very simple too, but it's, it's this idea of having a reason to call and not, it's not like, Hey, I want to build rapport with you. And I want to, you know, over time, win you over it. And of course you want to do that as well, but this idea of leading with, it's kind of like, um, every year when I get to tax time, my accountant says, Hey, I need all your taxes. And, and I love my accountant. I'm in no way, this isn't going to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm like, being disparaging towards her. She's wonderful. But you know what I would love is if she called me and said, Hey, here's like this new tax thing just changed. And what I really want you to do is think about this for next year so that you can, you know, again, bringing an opportunity to me. Right. And, and look, I'm not saying she's not supposed to, she doesn't have to do that, but boy, I'd love it if she did, because every year I Google, I go, are there any tax law changes I should take advantage of? Yeah. But if somebody were to bring that to me, um, I would be, I would be indebted to them. So I love that prospecting with purpose, have a reason to call somebody, not just a, Hey, what's going on? Are you uh, thinking about buying or selling? You know, um, that's really, really smart. Now you do more than just real estate. So you didn't just, and by the way, 33 million in one year, even if you did that on one transaction, which I know it was many, many transactions, um, that would still be a full-time thing. Um, yeah. And it, on top of that, you operate Drive Destin, uh, which is luxury car rental. How'd you get into luxury car rental? On accident, honestly. It's kind of a funny story. I, <laughs> When I was in 
the medical sales space. Um, I, I've, I've obviously moved down to the Florida. There's a lot of people with Jeeps. I thought I needed a Jeep too, a Jeep Wrangler. I had a Mercedes-Benz CLA 250. That's the car I brought from Kansas City here. Um, and I had I had someone who was actually going to purchase the Mercedes. So I went ahead and bought the Jeep. She backed out of buying the car. So I was sitting with two cars. And I was like, ah, <laughs> awesome. Put it, I put it on. I put it on. There's an app called Turo. It's like, sure. it's essentially Airbnb for vehicles, for yeah. renting your vehicles. Um, I put it on there. It does 3000 first month on a car. I was like, wow, hang on. <laughs> it's like, hang on. That's all, that's all my way. payments for a year or more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this. and at that time I was only one of six vehicles on the whole app, like in this area, it was, it was relatively new here. And so I was like, this is interesting. Kind of, that was the end of 2020 or yeah, at the end of 2020. And then in during 2021 is when I really, you know, kicked it up and it's, I just copied, paste, copied, paste, copy, paste. It just kept adding, adding, adding. Um, I hired a director of operations from Kansas city. He moved down here because now we're up to 20 vehicles and wow. it's just full play. Yeah. I mean, we have, it started with that Mercedes, but we have, you know, BMW i8 with the doors that, you know, come up like that really yeah. cool some BMW M6, uh, a lot of Escalades because there's a bunch of families that travel and like in packs. And so the Escalades sure. are amazing. And you know, there was a, there was a rental car shortage at our yes. airports. So yeah. people were like, Oh, we'll just Uber. But there's also a shortage of that here because everybody wants to go to the beach. <laughs> so they're quickly, they're calling us like after one day, like, yeah, this Uber thing isn't going to work. Do you guys have any cars? And so it's kind of cool how it's, how it's worked out. I'm looking forward to, you know, continue, continuing to grow that, um, just to see what happens. It's a fun business. It allows me to, you know, drive multiple cars. I love cars. So it just allows me to have multiple cars that are kind of paying for themselves and I can switch in and out of them. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I love it. Oh, I had a Jeep Wrangler, uh, many, many, many years ago and uh, here in, in the city of Chicago, which people oftentimes are like, oh, and it was, and it was a uh, manual. It was a, you know, stick shift. And I, I remember people thinking like, oh, that just sounds terrible. And I'm like, well, it's not great in the winter, but, um, because you know, we like, maybe I'd get the hard top on in time for the first freeze or something, but, but if I didn't, <laughs> then it was, it was a lot of fun, but I, I go, man, uh, Wranglers, Wranglers are, are super fun, uh, vehicles too. And, um, certainly in a beach town, they're just everywhere. Oh, and yeah. so I, I love that you have these, this luxury fleet and you like building that business. You saw an opportunity. Um, I also want to talk about your your streetwear line, uh, psych, because, um, there's a, you know, you talked about prospecting with a purpose, you know, there's a real purpose and mission behind what you're doing with, with clothing, uh, your clothing line about, you know, dealing with sex trafficking, slavery, things of that nature. How did you get involved in that? So that, that actually goes back all the way to 2017. Um, my uncle and I actually were just sitting, sitting in his basement. And like I said, I've always been into fashion. He's always been like my business mentor growing up. I just watch him, big entrepreneur. And so here I am like <laughs> young kid, like, hey, let's start a clothing, let's start a clothing brand. Not realizing it's 
like literally one of the hardest industries to get yeah. into. Like You're competing <laughs> with ridiculous uh, yeah. big boys who get all the shelf space. They get all the, I mean, if you're talking about retail, it's like the hardest thing to ever break into. Yeah. Like it's, and so it's kind of our, it's become like more of a lifelong mission. Like we're just never going to give it up. We slowly grow it, you know, every year, inch by inch. Um, but the per, I once held um, at Kansas City Fashion Week. I did a runway show for for the brand, and it was really cool because it goes back to you know abolishing the sex trafficking and uh, all of that. It's we we had like the models with their hands tied up, like very. You're making a statement. Uh, yeah, it was it was a very statement which it, it did exactly what it needed to do. It was an incredible experience. Um, and that kind of, you know, put our brand up there a little bit in our city, which was really cool. And we've kind of just been keeping, keep going with that. We were very, we were very um, involved with A21, which is a huge, yeah. you know, campaign for all that. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's something we'll just do forever. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be our, our, our priority business. I wish one day it would be, that'd be awesome. If I, if we had a massive brand that was just helping, you know, global issues, like that's incredible. But on, on top of that, we also have, um, a wholesale, a wholesale side of it as well. Sure. So we do merch and fulfill orders for a bunch of companies. So I love it. It's kind of just yeah. a well-oiled machine now. So, yeah, I, um, I also wonder too, and I don't know if you talk about that with your clients. Uh, that oh, by the way, I have this this other thing. Um, I'm not I'm not sure the pros and cons of talking about other businesses when you're, you know, working with somebody yeah. on a real estate transaction. But I suspect if they were to hear the mission, um, and oh, by the way, I have this other thing, um, and and here's what we're trying to do with it. I mean, whose whose heart wouldn't melt a little bit, you know, and, and sort of you know, feel both sad and also grateful that, that you're out there trying to, you know, make some of those changes. So, um, yeah. I'm curious, does that ever come up when you're working with clients or do you more keep that, you know, more low key? Um, I usually wait till it, there's a good segue organically sure. in client to client, depending on, cause a lot of my clients are, you know, friends now. So some of them, I definitely do bring it up, but it's just, it, it, yeah. It, it differs on who it is, I guess. Of course. Yeah. Well, I just, I just applaud you for trying to make a difference and giving back. And, and, um, I wonder how much of, um, this idea you talked about at the beginning, like going through the surrender process of, you know, dealing with your own issues, you know, issues and, and challenges and sort of surrendering and saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to make this, this better. I'm going to get the help, you know, that, that is needed. And then going to the Spears group saying, Hey, I'm new. I need help. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I want you guys to, to mentor me and, uh, and here you are, but I, a question more about, um, prioritization. Cause I think a lot of us have struggled with that. So, you know, not, you know, not many of our listeners probably have, you know, a rental car business as well as uh, as well as a fashion line, but, but they have other things. They have families, they're taking care of children. They've got other jobs. Um, how do you prioritize your day? I, I know you talked about, Hey, you know, you're spending at least half a day or, or so, um, you know, at the, at, at, you know, at your real estate job, um, probably more than that is my guess, but how do you figure out where to spend your time? At the beginning, I'll be honest, I didn't. <laughs> I would just try to do everything. 
Um, and that's why I, I mentioned how I had to hire someone to, to move down here and help out with the business because I had to get some of it away in order to grow. Um, and so that's kind of been a huge value add in terms of my business and prior prioritization because now I'm able to focus on, you know, the bigger projects that'll, you know, in the end help everything else that I'm working on. So that's kind of, really, it's for me, real estate, I'll check in on drive and stuff, but we have that, that system is beautiful right now. It's going great. We're still growing it. Um, and then psych, like I said, that's with a couple partners. So we all, that's like a weekend thing. We get together once or twice a month and chat about that. But I just like to keep my mind. I like to keep, I like to keep going. I like to keep my mind busy. I like to see what all I can explore. I'm hoping to, you know, start on a couple new adventures as well. So this, this upcoming year. Amazing. Do you, well, you know what, we'll, we'll leave that for, uh, we, we won't, uh, we'll leave that for, for a future episode. Cause I'm curious. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil whatever secretive cool stuff you're working on. I'm just excited to watch it come to come to be. Um, but I do have a question about, um, this idea of competition, because again, for anyone listening, they just thinks, wow, they live in this vacation area, lots of wealthy people come and go. It's just, you know, handing out money and opportunities, which we, you know, I'm sure is not the case. Um, but there's also fierce competition because it's not like you guys are the only brokers in town, right? Or the only right. realtors in town. There's probably thousands. <laughs> so uh, you're competing against people who have been doing this 30, 40 years who have really established, impressive, uh, you know, histories, right? These are not, you know, not bozo, you know, who just got their license and, and you know, 55 years old person. This is somebody who's, these are people that have been working in this area for a very long time, doing very well. And you guys come along and you are grabbing up market share. Um, why do you think you're able to do that at such a young age? Is it strictly because, as you said, you prospect with purpose, you, you have a reason to pick up the phone and call someone, or is it more than that? That's definitely a piece of it. Another piece is, you know, Jonathan has really pioneered a big part of this market, you know, him coming in at such a young age and accomplishing everything he's accomplished, you know, over a billion that he hit that three years ago, you know, in his career, that's, it's incredible. So he's really set the stage and we're just blessed to, you know, work alongside him and leverage his success to help us and help our brand. You know, that's a yeah. huge part of it. Yeah, I guess it's funny. He's only 31, but he's sort of like the big, he's been the big deal in that area for yeah. many, many years now. So I guess he's, he's not the new kid on the block, but at some point he was. And, and this idea of being able to, you know, out, out compete, you know, some, because again, when, I guess when you're dealing with, with multi-million dollar properties, you, you know, I'm guessing that, you know, a lot of times the buyers and sellers, it's not, they don't interview just one agent. They probably interview yeah. many agents. So how do you, um, you know, how do you feel like you compete when you're up against other agents for one transaction? Like, what is it that you think you do that's maybe a bit different? So we focus on being uh, proactive opposed to reactive and building the relationships over just having a transaction. Those two things alone will set you apart from 99% of your competitors. You know, yeah. truly getting in, um, having great conversations with the seller or the buyer, whoever you're being interviewed with, and adding value will win every single time. 
and just we're, we're authentic. We know the space. We're very knowledgeable on the area, on the, on the properties, on the pricings. Um, and it's, it's something that we've found success in just following those simple steps. So. Yeah, it is funny. It's like um, when I first uh, started working at, at the company here, I did not have a real estate background. And my boss said, I said, what do you think? Because he was like the rookie of the year, his first year. And he was in his, I don't, he might've been 30 years old, maybe. Uh, no, late twenties. And he was rookie of the year in Chicago, which is kind of a big deal. And it was a really big deal. And I said, why do you think it was? Because, and, and Nick, our owner is like the nicest guy ever he's not particularly salesy. Um, and he's just a good guy. And I said, what do you think it is? Why do you think you had so much success in your first year? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I only had one rule, which was, I never wanted a client to have to call me first. Right. I wanted to, uh, I wanted my clients to be like, Oh, I don't have to ever call. Like they're calling me, yeah. you know, he's calling them going, Hey, here's what's going on. And he was my realtor. And I thought back cause he was my realtor years before. And I thought back to my experience with him and I'd never had another experience. So I didn't know it was anything special, but I went, you're right. I, I, I never had to call you when I was worried about a particular thing in my transaction. You always called me first. And it is funny. You're right. It probably that in and of itself being proactive versus reactive probably does separate you from close to 99, even if it's just 90% of the competition. <laughs> that is nine out of 10 people who are, and, and you know, I, I want, I'll say, finish with this, but I, I interviewed the, one of the top, uh, I've interviewed actually a bunch of the top realtors here in Chicago. And one of them said the exact same thing. She goes, I call every one of my clients every week. And I was like, and she goes, no, that's about it. <laughs> it's like, is that it? She goes, well, there's more to it, but that's the thing I do that like no one else does. Yeah. You gotta, like, you gotta touch them. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you got to be top and, of mind. And I'm curious about social media. Cause you're a young guy. You, you certainly are no stranger to social media. Have you, how much has social media played a role in, in the success of your business or has it not? I don't know if you're, if you're the investors and buyers and sellers are checking you out on social, or I'm just curious what, what, if you're utilizing that. It's funny because I thought that none of them we're checking me out on social because they don't follow <laughs> until yeah. a couple of them over the past month, you know, have mentioned that, Oh yeah, I saw you. I saw you on Instagram, Facebook. And I was like, okay, they are watching. <laughs> and I don't know if it like, I assume that it's helping, you know, cause I, I like to, my clients say that I'm annoyingly persistent in the best way possible. And I think that's one of my biggest strengths. Cause I've heard that multiple times um, because I just, you know, persist without exception regardless, like you have to just push through, you can hear no a million times and you have to follow up. I think a, a big piece of this is you have to follow up. Um, but I mean, I link all of my socials in my virtual business cards and everything. So they, it's, they always have access directly to it. It's hard to say if it, I would, I would like to say that it, that it helps. I know there's a lot of agents right now who think they can post on TikTok one video and they're going to be <laughs> selling a hundred million when it's really still not that, not that simple, especially with the market shifting. Um, you have to, you have to maintain the fundamentals and the basics, which means you're going to have to pick up the phone one way or the other. You can post the videos. I post the videos, but you have to stay true to the basics. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I almost forgot to ask this question because I oftentimes, we ask all of our guests ahead of time, a few questions to kind of give me some things to talk about. And I almost never get to this question. And the reason I'm going to get to it isn't so much that it's as funny as it is 
one of the smartest things I've ever heard so for, for real estate. So I really want everybody to pay attention. I honestly, honestly, I truly believe this. So uh, one of the questions we ask is, what's your funniest real estate experience? And so I'll just tell uh, the, the, the quick story, but I, I want to talk about how you solve the problem versus the actual story about the problem, because the problem was you were brand new in one of your first showings and you were on your way to the showing and you blank, or maybe you were at the showing, but you blanked on all the information, right? You, you didn't have it memorized, which I mean, who does, right? Very few people do. So tell me about how you solve that problem. Because, well, actually, I'm sorry, tell us the story about how you blanked on the information because I do I actually do <laughs> so, want to hear this was at the very beginning I had already I mean it's it's, it's nerve-wracking we're in multi-million dollar properties I just started you know like I don't know really what I'm doing but I'm here like I don't know how but here we are and so I'm like you know trying to fake it till I make it until that gets real with at a showing and I'm sitting sure. there you know, like oh how how tall are these ceilings what, what kind of lights, what kind of floors? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like just unprepared. I thought I was prepared. I was unprepared. Like I wasn't ready at all. And it was the most embarrassing thing by far in my real estate career. And from that moment, like I would just either walk through the house and talk in my phone. So I had all the information or I'd go on the MLS, type out a bunch of notes. And then what I would do is I put like a text to speech and so basically you just copy all everything you wrote and then you can have like a Siri voice basically play it back. So then like for, if I knew I had a big showing coming up, I would just, and I'm representing the buyer, I would just, you know, drive, put it over my radio and just let it repeat, 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 repeat. Just so wow. that I knew. Yeah. Like just that, system overload. But then when someone asks a question, you'll subconsciously like know the answer because you heard it. 4,500 times. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sometimes they always, you know, sometimes the what's Occam's razor, the most direct solution or the simplest solution is oftentimes the most effective and, or something to that nature. I probably did not <laughs> sort of quote that correctly, but, but we, we understand the idea and that is a brilliant and simple idea, right? It's like, yeah. Um, how cool is it to be able to walk through a property when a client asks a question and you, you don't have to go to your phone and you don't have to, and I suppose, suppose you could, if you really needed to, but you're like, I already know that because I've heard it replay over and over again on the car on the way down. I've, I've never heard of another agent doing that. So that, that is, I'm so glad that we, you shared that with me. Absolutely. I have some weird, weird things driving to the beach and then driving and listening to, <laughs> to ML, MLS bios, <laughs> you know, though, but that's really, it, it's, it's smart. It, it shows preparedness. It shows this idea that I take this very seriously and I'm going to go to the beach because I like the beach, but I'm going to work and I'm going to work and I'm going to sit in my car and make dials. And I don't know how many people make four hours of dials a day. I suspect it's less than one tenth of 1% of realtors. <laughs> it's probably essentially nobody. <laughs> and, um, and you're doing it and you close 33 million and you're a nice guy. You're not, you don't seem to be a pushy salesy kind of guy. That's not your personality. And, and it's not the Spears group's personality either. I know, I know some of those guys and, and they're just nice, easygoing people, but they work hard and they're smart. And uh, that's a really smart thing to do. And it's, and it's hard work too. It's, it's not easy to sit in a car and pound the phone all day long, trying to put deals together. So um, how much of, how much of your success is just, just the discipline of it? Uh, I would say, you know, a, a large majority definitely is, you know, sticking to the processes. 
Um, you know, Jonathan said at the beginning when I started that that was the most important thing. You have to you have to get a system in, in place. You have to get a process, and then you have to stick to it. You have to. There will be days that are worse than others, days that are better than others. Heal a lot of those, and you have to learn from um, your failures. Like I'm not afraid to fail because I felt like I failed in the past, and I've you know overcome that. Yeah tenfold so you know back to like the drinking and then overcoming i'm sure. three years sober now as of two weeks ago so it's, congratulations little things like that just one day at a time um and then taking risks i mean you have to take risks i i think a lot of realtors could probably benefit from some of the lessons in the 12-step programs in particular you know for those of you that aren't familiar with with 12-step programs one of the one of the sort of biggest things in them is is this idea of uh, of structure and, and and having like if you're a meeting person there's meetings and you go to them as regularly as possible and that in and of itself just people going to these meeting rooms and saying hey i'm i'm struggling or uh, i'm here to to be of service um oftentimes helps keep them on track just going somewhere and doing it and you're, you're you know you're sort of saying the same thing i go to the beach i pick up the phone and I start dialing. And some days it's easier than others. And some days I, I, you know, I, I strike gold and other days I do not. And, but I'm just going to keep doing it because ultimately, you know, there's a track record of it working for other people. Um, and so I, I think there is something to this idea of structure, routine, obviously discipline is, you know, like anybody would disagree with how important discipline is, but it is remarkable that you were able to, uh, to sort of rebuild um, at at a time when you know alcohol in particular can really take somebody down uh, down for the count. You know you probably are obviously aware of that, and uh, people uh, most people who have that illness um, do do not recover. And so this idea that not only did you recover but you're thriving uh, is is truly truly impressive. And I, I wonder if you hadn't have gone through that experience. I'm curious would you, would you be as successful as you were today? Like if you were still able to do it all and, you know, continue, you know, with some of the the behavior that maybe wasn't so healthy, um, do you think you'd be able to, to keep it all together? Uh, I have to say no, not, and, yeah. and definitely not my growth wouldn't have been as quick as it, yeah. as it has been in the last two years. I mean, it's, I just thank God every day. Cause it's, it's, I look back and I'm like, that is crazy. I see old pictures of me, you know, I was 70 pounds heavier <clears throat> whenever. Yeah. So, and I always, I remember at my old sales jobs in Kansas city, like I would always still be like a top producer, but I, I, there was so much more I could have gave. And like, this is, you know, the fruit of that. Like I'm seeing that I was right. Cause I always be like, ah, you got it. You got to calm down. You got to chill. You got to relax. You got to get better. And like, cause when I had laser, when I was sober, like I had laser focus, I thought I could conquer the world. And so that's how I feel today. And so yeah. it's, it's literally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back for anything. Well, I, think we're that's still, a great... I mean, the marathon continues, you know, like we're still, <laughs> we're still pushing one day at a time. <laughs> my, one, of, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, it's an old Zen I think they're called Cohen's. Anyway, a Zen saying. Um, I, I don't, maybe it's not Zen, but somewhere I, I stole it from somewhere. But it, it's. I thought it was a Zen thing. But it, it's a great one, and it's before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. 
after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So, so this idea that the works goes on, right? Um, but uh -huh. at least, um, at least your your mind is is clearer. You're able to give more of yourself to to the things that you uh, that that you're involved in and, uh, and and want to do versus the things that you know you find yourself doing to cope with with other things. Um, so I think I think that is is just remarkable and a great place to wrap up. So. Um, I, well, I want to give a shout out to not only uh, Drive Destin, but also Psych. Um, if somebody's interested in renting a luxury car in Destin, uh, we do have listeners uh, who, 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 of course, vacation there. So what's the best way they can learn about your, your car rental? Yeah, so they can go to at Drive Destin, just like it sounds, um, drivedestin.com. Or honestly, you can type in rental cars Destin and we're right there. So yeah. there's multiple... <laughs> Or they can come and DM me at Bzellas, B-Z-E-L-L-A-S, and I'll hook, hook them up for sure. Awesome. And then if anyone wants to help support the Psych uh, brand and mission, um, what's the best way they can do that? So on Insta, on Instagram, it's S-Y-K-E, just four letters. And then the website is psychbrand.com. Awesome. Well, we will post links to both of those side awesome. businesses because uh, we want to support that. And uh, we, we honor uh, your, your time today. And, you know, Jonathan, I believe if I, I might have this wrong because I, my memory is garbage, but I think he had reached out to us and says, you got to talk to this guy. He just joined my team. I'm pretty sure he did. And, um, we are, we are so honored because again, not a lot of people have had that level of success that quickly. Um, and not, not that you haven't been, you know, successful in other things, but just that in and of itself, 33 million in year one is absolutely remarkable. And I honor you for that. I'm excited to see your new, your new ventures, excited to see how your real estate career continues to evolve. And, um, you know, we're big fans of the Spears group and, and what, what you're doing as well. So thank you, Brandon, on behalf of all of our listeners, we want to thanks. Thank you for your time. I know how busy you are. This is not an easy time to find an hour to speak to us. So I appreciate you doing that. And also, um, on behalf of Brandon and myself, we want to thank the listeners and the audience for sticking around to the end. We appreciate it. Let's support Brandon. Let's, let's, uh, check out, um, oh, and by the way, any realtors who have investors or buyers or sellers who might be looking to move retire, invest down in the Destin, you know, 30A area, um, they would love to talk to you, right? You probably get calls from realtors all over the country who are like, hey, I'm looking for, uh, for a team to refer business to. So um, uh, what's the best way that anyone who wants to either work with you or refer business to you uh, can reach out? Absolutely. So just at Bezellas again on Instagram <clears throat> or at Spears Group, either one. And if you just want to call, we can chat. Doesn't have to even be about real estate. We can just you can just call. I talk on the phone all day long, so <laughs> it's kind of my thing. <laughs> well, so I, I, love, I love it. I would love and to he would love to connect. So we will put uh, Brandon's contact information as well in our show notes. So thank you, Brandon, for being on the show. For everyone thank listening, you so much please. For yeah, look, and for anyone out there who is who who knows somebody who is struggling in their first couple of years, or even maybe they're not in their first couple of years and they're struggling and they're maybe they're losing hope, right? This is a great episode to send to them that to see what's possible uh, when you just put your mind to it and, and buckle down and uh, really, um, really just get to work. So feel free to share this with anybody uh, out there who's a, a real estate agent um, that could use a little bit of motivation and to, to, to sort of reset their mind of what's possible. It's easy right now, I think, to, to get 
bogged down and rates are up, inventory's down. It's tough. It's tough. It's scary. It's and um, yeah, so it's, it's nice to hear some of these success stories uh, that people who are thriving during during otherwise a pretty challenging time, I think, in, in real estate. So, um, Brandon, thank you again. But for everyone out there listening, share this with a friend. Uh, just send them over to keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done could be streamed there. And also leave us a review um, for listening on whatever platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora app, Amazon, wherever, Google. Let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate it. All right, Brandon, thank you so much. And we will see everybody on the next episode.